Today on the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, we're going to go through the situation with MJF and AEW. Is he going to resign or not? His contract is out for 2024. We will see and we're going to discuss that. Also, we're going to have Roman Reigns' situation. Is he taking his 10 weeks hiatus or not? We're going to have that plus Kota Ibushi's situation with New Japan um, upper management. We're going to have that and much more on the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. Welcome to another episode of the Choke Slam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the infamous Ultimate One. And today we're going to have some news. Not a lot of things going on in professional wrestling. I believe the NBA playoffs is taking over much of that. Um, there has been some news this week as far as the Roman Reigns situation, the Cody Bushi issues with management in New Japan. But there's also problems coming out of AEW, and we're talking about MJF. There's word that MJF is leaning toward not resigning with AEW, considering going to WWE. Now, my thing with that is, uh, is Cody Rose getting in the ear of MJF? And I mean, it's the possibility. Remember, Cody Rose, when he signed, uh, actually when AEW started one of his first signings that he brought in was mjf and um i know from behind the scene him and mjf are very close so what this is going on i'm saying to myself why in the world is mjf not happy in aew he has had one of the biggest storylines in a while i mean he may not wrestle all the time but his storylines are good uh he's the conniving you know little rich kid from long island that tries to get away with stuff and finds a way to win. Has some great matches. So what I don't get is, why is he disappointed? Why he's not happy in AEW? And my only guess is that somebody has to be in his ear. And think about it. In February, um, uh, Cody Rose decided to leave AEW. There was a lot of speculations. Was he going back? To WWE, or was he gonna go be part of running the Ring of Honor, uh, you know, promotion? Because at the same time, um, Mr. Uh, Tony Khan announced that he had just bought uh, Ring of Honor, so everybody was speculating. All of a sudden, Cody Rhodes shows up at WrestleMania 38, and the rest is history. Now, between all that, we heard that uh, MJF and Tony Khan got into it because. MJF decided to do a podcast or something to the effect and mention something about WWE. Uh, and Tony Khan was not happy about it. And there was a, a discussion in the back. Uh, there was a disagreement. Um, and, you know, supposedly they kind of managed it. They kind of, you know, threw it under the bridge, the water under the bridge. But now WrestleTalk is saying that MJF leaning toward not resigning with AEW considering WWE. Now, I went to 
of the UBS Arena this Wednesday from uh, AEW Dynamite and Rampage. And during the contract signing, uh, MJF mentioned, you know, 2024, which means he that's when his contract is up. So, I don't know. It's, it sounds weird for a guy who it has not been buried. He's been in some of the major storylines in AEW since the existence of this company. So, this is what WrestleTalk is uh, reporting. MJF has become one of the top stars in OLE wrestling since its inception, and he remains one of the focal points on the television show. Again, I still was asking myself why he's not happy. His contract with the company comes due in 2024, he has made very public, and there is now a real possibility that he departs the company then. <coughs> Fightful Select reported back in April that Tony Khan and MJF had heated discussion that left both parties frustrated. And maybe it's because MJF is pretty much keep going to these places saying that he's going to WWE and, you know, it's crazy. It is very crazy what's going on. The two talked about the issue the following week, but Fightful Select has posted an update noting that the sentiments has, hasn't really lasted with MJF. Fightful has heard the MJF sentiments about potentially jumping to WWE when his contract is up are not in character, meaning he is not being in character. This is some real deal that he's doing here. And it is a subject he's already weighed. There has been at least some progress on his future in AEW as Fightful was told. There have been open-ended mentions about him possibly gaining an extension. However, Many don't believe that MJF and Tony Khan are as close as they were prior to the reported discussion. MJF is said to be leaning toward leaving AEW as of now when his deal is up. As with anything, plenty can change as he has two years remaining on his contract and contract negotiation have been mentioned to him. So AEW is doing everything possible to try to make this man happy. Again. Why this man is hap not happy and he being the focal point of some of the biggest storylines at AEW leads me to believe that someone in his, is in his ear. A lot of you may look at me like I'm crazy, like, oh, what are you talking about? You're just talking nonsense, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But the possibilities are there. The possibilities are there. I mean, Cody could be, you know, remember, Cody may mention that if anybody wanted his advice, he would give it to them, meaning, hey, you want to come here, you come here. I can find ways. I could. I mean, it's you got to look at things that way. So supposedly now, um, MJ is said to be leaning toward leaving AEW as of now when his deal is up. As with anything, plenty can change as he has two years remaining on his contract and contract notion has been mentioned like I mentioned. However, it's not known if that's a renegotiation of his contract deal or current deal or an extension after the fact. FIFO haven't been told. He's 100% on leaving the company. So, uh, that's crazy. I mean, you think about it, uh, you know, him leaving AEW, does it hurt AEW? Of course, it's going to hurt a little bit because he's a great heel. He's, a, he's one of those wrestlers that um, when he's in on his, you know, on his gimmick, he's on point. And and he's good at the mic. He's great at the mic. He's a great heel. But I still don't get what is he not happy about. 
They're not mentioning why he's not happy being AEW. It's not like they're overlooking him or anything. They're giving him good storylines. So what's the problem? I don't understand it. You know, I still think he should have won the AEW world title. He should have been the one who beat John Moxley for the belt. And they didn't go that route. Instead, Moxley lost the belt to Kenny Omega. And I could probably see maybe the frustration in that part. You know? Um, for him not getting the title, I think he should be the next guy who should get a title shot. CM Punk should have never got this title shot. I'm sorry to say it. He should have never got the title shot. You know, um, yes, he has some great matches, whatever. But, you know, you're, you're skipping guys that have been there longer than CM Punk. Like, MJF should have been the next one to get a title shot. You know, but because he beat MJF at the door collar match, set up the Warlord storyline, which is good. But you still, you should have put him to get a title shot. So if MJF is unhappy, it could be that. He probably figures he's not going to get a title shot. Uh, he's not going to be the world champion. But then again, if you go to WWE, that doesn't guarantee you that you're going to be a champion. We know that. All you got to do is just watch the program every week on Mondays and Fridays. They are still pushing the same guys. Over and over again. So this MJF story is gonna probably we're gonna keep watching. I'm gonna keep up, uh, keep an eye on it, and I am going to follow up on that because that is very interesting story there, you know. And you know, again, who knows? AEW, AEW, you could have Mister Cody Rose in his ear. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not impossible. Wrestlers talk to each other back and forth. So, we'll see about that. Hi, this is James Rodens from the WNR Podcast, and you are listening to the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. Roman Reigns' status in WWE. Uh, as of Monday, there was no advertising house or TV taping for July or August. Uh, he signed a new deal, which I didn't know, with WWE for fewer dates. Um, I don't have a problem with that as far as him taking fewer dates. But I have a problem of him being a champion. Uh, and supposedly, I think, I don't know if it has become not been confirmed but they're claiming he's going to be 10 weeks out that's almost two months out of any shows or whatever but then again this title reign he has how people call him the greatest wwe champion of all time yet he's going to take a 10 weeks hiatus do not defend the belt so he could keep adding the numbers of his days of title reign to still say he's the greatest WWE champion. Are they trying to break Bruno San Martino's record, which would never happen? The man held that belt for seven years, his first reign, and another four following that. That's almost pretty much close to probably 4,000, 5,000 days of championship. But it looks like they, they really, really trying to to make Roman Reigns this, the guy who's, you know, the world champion. And if we could count how many title matches or how many title defenses he's done, he's nowhere near probably. 30. No way in the world. But Roman Reigns leaving WWE is a problem for WWE. And I'm going to tell you why. Now, right now, WWE 
is nothing without Roman Reigns. And we could agree on that. Many people are going to agree on that. But you know for a fact, they have not built anyone, no one, to take over Roman Reigns if the day he decides that he wants to do Hollywood. We know that. They don't want to build nobody. I mean, I have heard people come out of nowhere and say, oh, but we got Braun Breaker. We got, you know, Hayes. And all. No, these guys are not ready. Braun Breaker, are you kidding me? Braun Breaker is still green. More green than an avocado. He's not ready for the spotlight. They haven't built anybody. And please don't tell me, oh, Drew McIntyre. Please. And I think I have a feeling that Drew McIntyre is going to be the one who's going to knock off Roman Reigns. And then Roman Reigns is going to take that break. Because there's no way in the world you're going to have this man 10 weeks without being in a house show, a pay-per-view, and you're going to have the belt around him. He has both belts, not just one. He has both of them. Okay? Both of them. So that is something that we really have to look into because, <coughs> you know, the guy holds both belts. He holds both belts. He doesn't hold one. If it would have been one, who would care? Because then somebody, the, either the WWE champion or the Universal champion, would take over that. But he holds both belts. Now, doesn't WWE look stupid now for unifying the belts? They should have unified the belts long time ago. Years ago, unified those damn belts. And they chose not to. Okay? Now, they came with this stupid idea. Let's give both belts to Roman Reigns. Now, Roman Reigns, so I was talking about, he did some promo in some house show uh, uh, last weekend in which he said, oh, this will probably be the last time I've been here. And everybody started talking about it. Is he retiring? Is he going to Hollywood? Is he going to follow his cousin? What is he going to do? What is he going to do? You know? And, and, and right now, WWE has not, and I repeat, has not built anybody to take over that spot. Okay? Because... Roman Reigns, he's, he's been on God mode. Let's be realistic. He's been on God mode, but his challenges, we all know, we already could tell if he's going to beat these guys. You know? Look what WWE did this past Sunday. They had the WrestleMania backlash. It was supposed to be a unification match for both tag team belts, and then they went and changed it. You know, Roman Reigns decided to break the contract. He was the same guy who said, told the Usos, go get the belts. But broke the contract. Now you had a Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre into the mix. So now, but yet the Usos and Roman Reigns wins this match. Now, what's funny that I saw this week was people saying that the Bloodline is the best faction in the world. I, I was like, oh God, you know. First of all, there have been many, many factions, okay? And right now, even though there are factions in wrestling right now, the only faction right now that I could say that's still uh, uh, relevant is Bullet Club right now because of what they've done. They've been, they've been on lows and then they've been on the highs, but now they're back up again because of what Jay White did at Wrestling Don't Taku uh, about a week and a half ago or two weeks ago. Okay, The Bullet Club again is on the mainstream again. For people to say that the bloodline is better than any... Any wrestling facts, including the Four Horsemen, DX, NWA, you need to get off whatever you're smoking because you out of your mind. Okay? There's no freaking way that the bloodline is the best 
faction in the world. Let's stop it. Okay, let's stop it. And the only reason they're getting pushed like this is because, number one, it's because of Roman Reigns. They, the, the Usos, I think, for, for, I think they're going to win, unify those belts. They're going to win those tag teams. But why? Because I see RK-Bro breaking up. I see the Randy Orton or Riddle turning on Randy Orton. Either one of those, there's going to be some type of heel turn where one of them are going to go and, you know, and turn on, on, on each other. So, I mean, that is crazy. It is very crazy what's going on uh, with WWE. Right now, they, they're trending on thin ice. They are trending in thin ice because... Anybody who supports that promotion, WWE, or the company, and think that they could survive without Roman Reigns, again, you need to stop smoking whatever you're smoking because they're not going to survive. They're going to go back to the 93s to 96 before they got the Stone Cold added to era back up. It's going to happen. If you lose Roman Reigns, that's what's going to happen. And somebody made a, a good point. They said that WWE is really for, kid, for kids. They, they cater more to the kids. They cater to that Disney type of uh, fan base. Uh, and maybe they'll survive because of that. Because we talk about Disney. We talk about kids. They don't know any better. They don't know the difference between professional wrestling and sports entertainment. They don't know. But like I said, I don't listen. I don't question. If you like WWE, that's on you. I'm just telling you that without Roman Reigns, WWE will be nothing. WWE is not. Put it this way. WWE will not probably will have low Ratings so low, it's not funny if it wasn't for Roman Reigns. And you could agree with me on that. So, the Pro Wrestling Ball 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm, along with 300 photos from the independent scene taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. Wrestlefield. It's where wrestling lives. There's another issue going on in wrestling that kind of caught me off guard, and that is the situation in New Japan. And not long ago, uh, Mr. Kota Ibushi and New Japan Issues. Um, I kind of was stunned reading that Kota Ibushi had did some, some tweet and the translation of it looks like he's having issues with higher management. He even went as far as saying that higher management is doing some type of blackmail stuff or whatever. Now, Kota Ibushi has not been seen since the New Japan Cup, where he got hurt against Okada. He has not been hurt, seen since then. I think it was the G1 Climax. I'm sorry, the G1 Climax, where he hurt himself. He has not been seen since. He was supposed to come back. I believe it was uh, Wrestle Kingdom, and that didn't happen. So my thing is, it looks again, I mean, because remember, in Japan, when it comes to wrestling business and, and all this stuff, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that, <coughs> the promoters back there, wrestlers, wrestling, you know, higher-ups are doing illegal stuff. So I don't know what's going on with, with Kota Ibushi, but this is very sad because 
reason I say that is because Cody Bushi, uh, I mean, there was some, I even put it on Twitter. There was a, 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 a meme or, or, or thumbnail going around there. It looked like it was Cody Bushi versus Malachi Black. That would have been a great match. But it looks now that we don't know what's going to happen with that. Because now, uh, well, it wasn't really set on stone, but it was just a, a thumbnail going around. But Cody Bushi not being part of the Forbidden Door on June 26th, it's crazy because he deserves to be there because he's one of the big stars in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, not that Okada does not make this, you know, the difference, but it just it, it doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem right not to have Cody Bushi. And I hope to God that Ibushi is able to... Um, fix whatever problem he has with new japan pro wrestling i believe he signed a 20-year deal something like that a couple of years ago um everybody thought that he probably would end up going to aew and join omega as part of the golden lovers but he chose to stay in japan he signed a big contract i know he signed a big contract and uh, again the translation on these tweet tweets that were in twitter we're in Japanese, but the translation seems like he kept saying to his IRA, if you want to fire me, fire me. I don't know what the issue is. Uh, again, this is sound, something similar to what has happened with MJF. There's wrestlers out there who are not happy in their promotion. You know what I'm saying? So whatever's happening behind the scene, we don't know. We don't know what's going on. We don't know, you know, things. I mean, we could just speculate. We could assume that something is happening, but... If New Japan loses Kota Ibushi, it's going to be bad for them. Because losing Kota Ibushi, you can't replace that. You can't at all. You know? I don't care who you got. I don't care if you got Kota, if you got Okada. I don't care if you got Tamahiro Ishii. He's not going to be able to fill those shoes. I don't care if you got Goto. He's not going to fill those shoes. Jay White. Jay White can fill those shoes. But, you know, you're going to, you're going to lose somebody big. And that's and that's that's the problem here. Um, I hope they're able to, uh, you know, manage the situation and able to uh, able to deal with that stuff. You know, whatever. So, CM Punk calls WWE Hall of Famer Every Bischoff a carny dipshit. Now, this is all came because um, again, Eric Bischoff is on his podcast berating AEW, you know, talking about all this nonsense about when he, WCW, he comparing it to WCW. It seems like this man happens to be bitter. He is bitter. He's bitter because no one wants to sign him to be behind the booking situation. Nobody wants to bring him in. So the man goes and berates AEW all the time. And whatnot. And no one says nothing. He came out in a couple of segments. It's a couple of episodes. I think it was last year, the year before, as a moderator for Jericho. Um, but yet, you, he would go to his podcast and pretty much uh, berate AEW. So, so, nobody said nothing until AEW CM Punk responded to this thing. He said, and I quote, Wrestling Twitter needs to stop amplifying all the old heads, bad faith, bad take, carny dipshit. They they had their moment in the sun. Let them die in the dark with their ego podcasts. Quote me. Now, 
I love it that somebody actually spoke up because it's true. This man, he sounds, I don't know who's worse, him or Jim Cornette. Because every time I turn around, these guys that back from the days always got something negative to say about AEW. Now, I'm not here to say that AEW is 100% at what they do. They don't. Because uh, some of their booking, I really question it. Like what I saw Wednesday in Long Island. Um, but when you got guys like Eric Bishop criticizing a company that just started. Meanwhile, he was giving WCW back in 1993-94. He brought in all the guys that WWE had. Hulk Hogan, Jim Duggan, Brutus B. Cakes, Randy Savage. He brought all these guys, Kevin Nash, and stole. And I'm going to say it. He stole an idea from New Japan that was the NWO. Oh, I want to see anybody come out of nowhere and tell me that this is not true. Okay. Eric Bischoff went to Japan and stole an idea from New Japan Pro Wrestling and created the NWO. Okay. Now, was it a hit? Oh, hell yeah. That, that NWO, uh, uh, you know, gimmick blew up and and made it he made stuff so real that you actually thought that everything that was happening in that show was real was real and whatnot um so you know the part when they came out with the bat through the crowd the the the, the officers with the guns ready to 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 take them out back in 1996 they, it was he made it real but what happened he went from 83 weeks of being on top, and that's what his podcast is called, 83 Weeks Podcast, being on top, beating WWE until one day he decided to give away the Rock versus Mick Foley match, and that was the end of WCW after that. Okay, you don't believe me? Read the, the, the downfall of WCW. It's a book going around there. Brian Alvarez and um, who else did that one? Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer did that book they did it in two different versions and i got both of those versions so there was a lot of stuff that every bishop did you know he yes he brought in all the mexico superstars he brought all the all this talent the Benoit, the eddie guerrero whatever but he didn't respect them because he he wanted to push the hulk hogan's he wanted to push you know the kevin nash scott hall you know until he watered down the nwo so now all of a sudden you know he lost so much money, the company went under and WWE bought them. So now, ever since he joined the WWE Hall of Fame, he's, oh, he's, that's all he's been doing. is just downgrading or belittling AEW. And that's all he's been doing. Which makes me believe the guy is miserable. He has not been... AEW decided not to sign him. So, sounds to me like you're pissed off. Sounds to me like you're... You know, you 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 definitely a dipshit. So CM Punk is not one that's not gonna lie, is not gonna stand around and not say anything about it. He spoke up and now he said what he had to say. Speaking about AEW, AEW star Brody King urges frustrated fans to let the Julia Hart storyline played out. People were bitching and moaning because the Julia Hart storyline was it looks like she's gonna join Malachi Black and the rest of Buddy Murphy. Uh, uh, who else? Brody King into the House of Black. People already, oh, 
Why is this just taking so long? Because it's called building a storyline. You guys have been so used to getting these match, uh, these matches right away and the storyline to be done right away. This is not WWE. It's called building a storyline. Can't ask for anything better than that. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Jada Red Sante, host of Turnbuckle Tabloid, and you're listening to the Choke Slam Wrestling Report. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Uh, I think that is it for the stories here. Uh, let me talk a little bit about what happened in AEW Dynamite this past weekend. I mean, not past week, this past Wednesday, actually. I was at the AEW uh, Dynamite show at the UBS Arena in Long Island. The first match that they started was the Owen Hart tournament between Adam Cole and Dax Harwood. Was that a match? That was a classic match. It was so good. Uh, I think it was one of the matches of the night. Uh, you know, Harwood did. Harwood tried to do a lot of things to Adam Cole as far as wrestling skill. Adam Cole uh, was was uh, pretty much. Uh, he attacked. Um, I believe Dax Harwood's thing was leg or arm, one of those, and he kept using it. But then, you know, both competitors did whatever they had to do, but. At one point, you saw Dax put the sharpshooter on Adam Cole as an honor to Owen Hart and Bret Hart's family. Uh, you know, uh, Owen Hart's wife was in attendance. Uh, he put Adam Cole on the um, on the sharpshooter, but Adam Cole got out. Adam Cole then went and put it on Dax Harwood, and he made Dax Harwood submit. So Adam Cole moves on in the tournament. It was very, I, I, I thought that Harwood was going to win because, you know, he came in with a, with a design, a little bit like Bret Hart style. I mean, was I happy that Adam Cole won? Not really. I would have liked Dax Harwood to win, but I understand that Harwood is a tag team wrestler, so it really doesn't really hurt him. Adam Cole wins it, so he moves on. So, <coughs> Bear with me, guys, because I got a cough that has been bothering me the last couple of days. So, no, it's not COVID-related. Anyway, so, Hangman wasn't commentating in the commentator's table when CM Punk wrestled Long Island's favorite John, Johnny Hungy Silver in this match. Uh, CM Punk came out with a New York Islander hockey jersey, and he, to the chorus of the Bulls in the arena, uh, but CM Punk... Ended up beating um, he ended up beating John Silver in this match, and Hangman paid and actually he beat CM uh, he beat John Silver <coughs> with the Hangman's buckshot lariat, which was a which is a kind of a disrespect to Hangman Page. So Hangman went got out of the commentator booth and confronted CM Punk. And then gave Paige the middle finger when CM Punk was talking about he's taking it personal, blah, blah, blah. Not a, they don't like CM Punk in Long Island, so this was crazy. Now, I just finished saying this. Some of the stuff that AEW I don't like, and this was one of them. Tony Nese 
was scheduled to wrestle Danhausen. The match began and Danhausen was beaten like nothing. All for them to promote Hook and Hook and Danhausen now are going to team up against Mark Sterling and Tony Nese, I believe, next week in a match. I don't like what they did to Danhausen because Danhausen corrupts. This is the same thing to did to Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta came in and they probably made him look like a clown. Okay, and now they're pushing him because he's part of the of the you know uh, Blackpool Combat Club. But they did the same thing to Danhausen. Danhausen could wrestle, and a lot of people seen this guy in Ring of Honor. He could wrestle. Yeah, he may do this jokey gimmick, but I did not like what they did to him there. MJF and the Warlord contract, that was uh, pretty cool. Of course, um, MJF kind of dissed everybody. I was laughing because I was all the way in the cheap seats area, and I'm not ashamed to say it. Uh, and he said, Long Islanders, you know, even the guys in the cheap seat, I know you're poor, but I still love you. That, I mean, it was hilarious. But, again, this was cool. Um, you know, they pretty much um, made the stipulation. Now it looks like Warlow has to take 10 lashes. This is a repeat of what they did with Cody uh, about two years ago. Uh, and then he has to beat Sean Spears in order for him to get a match with MJF. Maybe... They came up with this idea of the whipping thing, and MJF is like, this is the same stupid storyline we did two years ago. Why are we repeating this again? So, Warlord signed a contract after he pretended he couldn't sign the contract with handcuffs. And they went and they released the handcuffs, and he beat up the security, and then Powerbomb Mark Sterling, MJF's uh, lawyer, threw a table, and that was, it was pretty good. I like that. Um, the FTW title was on the line where we saw Jungle Boy versus Ricky Starks. Uh, Swerve came out to stop Starks from hitting uh, Jungle Boy with the belt, but instead he cost Jungle Boy the match. Christian comes out with Luchasaurus, bumped Swirl, making Keith Lee to come out, and it looks like, you know, um, it looks like it's going to be a three-way for the tag team. Christian is going to turn on Luchasaurus and uh, Jungle Boy. Jurassic Express is about to get, you know, a wake-up call. And it can see it. You could tell that Chris is about to take out Jungle Boy. And it's going to come in a matter of weeks. I can see it happening. The uh, Jericho Association, uh, Association Celebrate or whatever, Jericho Appreciation Society uh, was in the ring talking crap like always. And then... Um, out of nowhere, you saw John Moxley comes out and whatnot. So when Moxley comes out, uh, Jericho told him, it's five of us against one of you. And all of a sudden, you see Daniel, uh, Dave, uh, Danielson and Yuda come out. So now it's five of three. Jericho said, you still outnumber. And out of nowhere, Santana, Ortiz, and Kingston comes out. And it makes it six on five. They beat up the Jericho Appreciation Society. But it looks like they're going to have bloods and guts for double or nothing. I don't see them doing it in no stadium stampede. I doubt that they're going to do that, but unless they're going to do that, they're going to have to go to uh daily place and they're going to be in Vegas. So yes, it's going to be it's going to be a you know, bloods and guts. That's is, that's what's going to happen. So we'll see what's going to happen. Uh Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm in the women's qualifying match uh actually not qualified uh the women's Owen Hart tournament. Tony's Storm, Tony Storm wins after a hard-hitting match with a wicked power driver of Jamie Hedder. It did not, it was devastating. I was like, 
how the hell a hater is going to get up after that? I mean, she hit her with a nasty power driver. I was surprised that woman even got up, to be to be honest. Um, so so it, it, it was a good match. You can't, you can't complain about that. Um, anything goes, what's the main event? Anything goes Owen Hart tournament. Uh, Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen. This was a crazy ass match. This is probably probably the second best match of the night. I mean, Darby Allen got, went to the top of a 30 feet high ladder from the ring. Had Jeff Hardy laying down on eight chairs that they were all put together and threw himself from the it must have been at least 35. It was higher than a steel cage. And went and landed on Jeff Hardy on the chairs. With Jeff Hardy on the chairs. It was crazy. Um, Jeff wins the match after, I believe, um, uh, Darby did the coffin drop. And out of nowhere, uh, Jeff Hardy went and still rolled him and pinned him. Now, my partner in crime was with me on... On Wednesday, you know, big ups to him because he bought me my ticket for my birthday. My birthday was on Wednesday. Uh, my boy Mike. But uh, he just mentioned something that was very interesting. He said, right now, Jeff Hardy did not sell the coffin drop, right? And he pinned Darby like nothing. Now, maybe because Darby's not that heavy, but still for somebody to come off the top rope with a coffin drop... He has hit it on bigger guns than Jeff Hardy. Why would you push Jeff Hardy? To me, uh, again, they're pushing the Hardy boys when in reality you got the pillar of AEW and you had him get pinned after he did his finishing move on Jeff Hardy. See, this is the stupid thing that maybe Tony Khan does or whoever came up with this idea makes no damn sense. And that was the main event for dynamite now i'm not going to give you rampage because rampage is tonight and i'm not going to give you the results because that'll be a a, you know a dick wide move if you want to call that so what i'll do is give you uh one match that i thought that was pretty good and that was the ruby soho versus versus riho that match for the for the owen hart qualification match for the type of match that it was it was pretty good both ladies gave it everything. I think that's one of the best matches they had in the night. Uh, of course, they had the Scorpio Sky versus Frankie Kazarian. That was the main event. Uh, that was interesting. Uh, so I'm not going to give you no more than that because that's not fair for those wrestling fans. probably going to watch uh, Rampage tonight. I think it's early again this week. So, But it was worth it. It was worth it. The whole AEW experience. Again, that was my second show in less than a year. That I've been into two AEW Dynamite shows. I went to the Grand Slam last year in July. <coughs> Actually, it wasn't July. It was September. So it's less than that. It's less than a year. So September, you've got three, eight months. I've been into two AEW shows in eight months, which I am thankful for. And um, and I hope to go to the next Grand Slam coming up somewhere probably down the line. Excuse me. Um, so that'll be cool. But um. Yeah, so, you know, um, that is it. That that was all this week in wrestling. I mean, it was not a lot. Uh, I mean, there was a very interesting story. Again, the MJF situation, I'm going to keep an eye on that. The Roman Reigns, him leaving 10 weeks. Uh, do WWE going to be that stupid to let that happen? Mm, 
They're doing, they're doing a lot of stupid shit. But this one is crazy. The Cody Boosie situation, I hope that gets corrected and uh, um, it comes to some terms. But that is it, guys. Again, if you guys want to follow me, you got all the works right there. You got, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on, on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, follow me on on Twitter, uh, the Chokesland Wrestling Report. Uh, or you can follow me, the Ultimate One, at Twitter. You can find me on Facebook, the Chokesland Wrestling Report. And when now you can find me on Instagram, the Chokesland Wrestling Report. Uh, also, guys, if you want to get merchandise, you can find you can find my merchandise at tcwr.veryinkpressive.com. That's tcwr.veryinkpressive.com. So check it out. I got hats. I got shirts. I got sweaters. Um, so check it out. Pass it along. Go to tcwr.veryinkpressive.com and register to get my Yahoo, Yahoo the YouTube channel. Uh, videos are there. They, there. You can check it out. You can click it and you could lead you to the YouTube channel. Or you can go down a little, scrolling down a little bit and you click, you get the audio version. Guys, you get the audio version of this. You get an audio version of um, of this video. If you don't have time to go to YouTube, it's understandable because nobody wants to be in front of a computer. But you can also listen to my audio podcast, which is the same thing on audio version on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and any major platforms that you guys like to listen to your shows. So you guys don't got time to sit down in front of a computer because you... You know, cleaning up the house or doing something, doing laundry. Then you can find me on on, on any audio podcast. You can find me. You can find, you've got an iPhone. You can find me on on iTunes. You can find me anywhere. So that's an opportunity for you guys to check it out. Check out my other content I got on this channel. Check the other contents on my audio. Also, I got other stuff there that I done before I started doing the audio and the video on one spot instead of do, doing two different podcasts. Uh, so. Check it out. I mean, tell your friends, share it with your friends, you know, and, and let me know what you think. So until then, guys, I think I pretty much gave you everything. Like I say, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, follow the YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel, hit that notification bell for new uploads, tell a friend, give me a thumbs up if you like what you hear. Give me your thoughts on this. Give me your comments. Anything is welcome. So, you know, with that, guys, I will tell you good day, good night. And have a blessing weekend. Get the music.